Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Woo! We got one for y'all today. We're gonna be talking real personal, like it's not a therapy check-in, but we're really gonna be giving you guys a lot of insight into our dynamic, the dynamic duo as our good friend of the podcast, Mozo, aka Jose Cruz, would say. Um, the dynamic duo is great. Um, but we are human just like everybody else and we go through our rough times too. So we thought it would be really important for us to just talk about it and hopefully you all can learn about how we deal with our conflicts and how we learn and grow. Uh, but you know, you know how we do before we even get into that, uh, we're going to do our check-in. So Sasha, my love, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? (laughs) I'm laughing because you know how I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, speaking of us and, you know, the di- being a dynamic duo, uh, yo, you just held me down 100%. Um, and that's part of being in a relationship, right? And I'm and I'm so grateful for it. Like, and I, there was a part of me that didn't want you to, to see this horrible side of me. Um, so Ooh, for well, let's 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 rewind. Okay, let's yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Ah, you're right. Uh, but that's my shit, man. You know, no matter how evolved you are, or how much work you're doing, like you're, like those fucking demons are gonna come out and they're gonna fucking try and take the wheel again. Um, but yeah, I people have no idea what I'm talking about. I had a moment. No, I I had a fucking huge moment uh, where I just broke down in front of crystal and i don't think i've broken down like that in front of somebody uh over over three years at this point and the last time that i did it i was rejected so i really learned at that moment to shut the fuck back down so thank you for receiving me i'm feeling grateful that you received me um lucky to have you in my life um also happy (laughs) no seriously yeah also very happy that um, I was able to let it out because it was scaring me. It was it was scaring me to the point where like I'm like this isn't me. Um, so thank you for giving me that space and um, yeah man like and I also think it was good for for me. I can't speak for you, but like for us in my mind to to go there and allow you to see that part of me because um, yeah I mean this is relationships will bring so many different things out of you. And the closer you get to somebody, the harder it is. And then you you hit a point where you're like, oh, they're not going to understand this or they're going to judge me for feeling this way and I can't show this to them. And now I showed it to you and like I just kind of feel closer to you. So thank you. Yeah. No, I was just about to say, well, first of all, like I'm happy to be there for you. I know that you would do the same for me. I think... um, 
this is like a big milestone for us in our relationship. And I think like a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is really what was the kind of like the catalyst and really set an even stronger foundation for us to have the conversation we had before we got on today. But I do feel like it's a grow- growing opportunity for the both of us. Because like I said to you earlier, I think like you showing up in this way makes me feel like, okay, like I can show up in this way as well. And trusting that we'll both hold um, space for each other and just having vulnerable, open conversations. And um, yeah, like if you, like if you can, can show all those sides of you that are difficult, um, then I can do it too. And I think that'll continue to build on our foundation as friends. In terms of my check-in, I feel better now, uh, good, because yesterday was a rough day for me. Um, I had gone on a date with someone who very clearly does not like women. Um, I don't want to get too into what that means, but it's it's someone who just has a very rigid vision or expectations of women that they need to show up in a certain way. Um, and that goes against everything that I believe in. And I'm just proud of myself that I was able to start um, seeing the signs in my body and my thoughts. I was like, oh, when I get home, I want to eat ice cream and watch a movie. And instead of giving that to myself, which there's nothing, there would have been nothing wrong with doing that. I was just able to recognize like, oh, like this behavior is me trying to repress how I feel. And it's, it's it's a it's a good comforting behavior, but it's a sign. It's a sign of I need comfort and I want to forget what happened. So just being able to listen to my body and get to a point where I can understand, like, why does my body feel this way? What is going on with me? Like, how can I sit with my emotions and process it? So it was a it was a really challenging process, um, but it was beautiful, like in terms of like healing, like I learned so much about myself so I feel like we both had like really good breakthroughs like look at us doing the work yeah yeah I feel like people are like vomiting in their mouths like shut the fuck up when you're doing the work (laughs) but it's so okay I I think it's necessary and I think that if you are somebody in this world who cares about the world and who cares about people and you sit there and you're like what is wrong with mankind what is wrong with the human experience I think this is where it begins and I think that this is the, this is the, the, the best thing you can do to start moving forward and progressing. It is doing work for yourself and others around you so you can show up and be better. And I'm ne- I, I will believe that to the day that I die. And in part of doing the work is um, doing the work with people, right? Like, and that's what Crystal and I are going to be talking about today. Uh, and, you know, it's so funny when you talked about the dynamic duel. It sounds so pretty. Because, listen, mm-hmm. I do think we're pretty. Right, like I do think that we're packaged. <laughs> we're like a, a pretty little package, like two two pretty Latina women who are smart, who who are thoughtful, they care about the world. You know, like yo, a lot of people don't recognize that that takes a lot of work, right? Like so, this is why we talk about the shit that we go through, and a lot of that work involves conflict. It involves negative emotions. And not just with yourself, but especially within the case of Crystal and I, like we have a friendship, we have a podcast together we have we there's so many overlapping theme things going on within us that of course there's going to be conflict and of course there's going to be what is known as rupture 
And that shit is fucking scary. Uh, so just really quickly, everybody experiences rupture. It's not the fact that it happens because it happens to every single person um, in any kind of relationship. It's a break in the connection between two people. It's often caused by like hurt or anger. And like I said, it's normal. This is inevitable. You cannot escape it. But it becomes a problem when it becomes repetitive. And if, if it's repetitive without any kind of repair, eventually that love that you share for a person, that you share with a person, and like that keeps you going together, it gets replaced by resentment or anger or whatever it is that you're feeling towards that person. And then it causes the relationship to break, right? Mm-hmm. So Crystal and I are not strangers to this process. We're just two people who handle it a little differently. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, what happens when there's rupture in our relationship? And I think specifically what we're talking about is what was the rupture that caused us to recognize we have to show up differently so that there's no anger or resentment? Mm-hmm. I feel like you give me a lot of credit because you were like, rupture and repair. And I'm like, you do rupture and repair. I do what I like to call rupture and run. Like, peace the fuck out. We had a conflict. Okay, like, it was nice knowing you. Like, we, we're done here. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> the same way you caught me earlier, I'm going to catch you. Because, yeah, it would. that would have been the case if you did leave, but you didn't. We're here recording. Mm-hmm. So you're doing rupture and repair. No, no, no. I'm absolutely learning it. But I think, like, my normal the pattern is like rupture and run and not even like oh like sometimes running away uh didn't even look like physically leaving a relationship right because I could have been like okay like I'm gonna choose not to be your friend but I think also for me rupture and run it, it looks like shutting down not engaging creating space um so I think like um I was very thankful that you're someone who is the complete opposite in that regard because it taught me like that there is a possibility for repair. Like I knew, I always knew logically that there was, but never um, like really put it into practice in a meaningful way. Um, Cause I think that the, the repair made the relationship deeper and closer, like you said. Um, so just to really quickly, I guess, talk a little bit about what caused the rupture Sasha and I have a great friendship. And when we started this podcast, we were maybe like a year and change into um, our friendship. And I think it was going really well. Like, it was easy, right? Like, we, I, for those of you who've been following the podcast from the very beginning, I always say, like, we speak the same language. It's like me talking to me, right? Like, we're both mental health professionals. We both understand things on a level like other people just don't understand however when you add a podcast to a mix like this is no longer friendship Mm -hmm. stuff right this is almost like a business this is a partnership um there's deadlines there's things that need to be completed and there is a lot of like interdependence in terms of Sasha needs to do this in order for me to do that and vice versa just I guess to give you a little insight into me I'm a very type a personality I might be like the goofy one always cracking jokes like but I'm I I love schedules I love a timeline like I love agendas I like notes I like details um and Sasha is not like that (laughs) I'm not gonna speak to you (laughs) but um it's not she's not like that um I have a vision 
and I want it to look the way that I see it and the way that I imagine it. And I can be very rigid when things don't go that way. Like I'm very frustrated if my, if things don't happen exactly the way that I thought it was going to happen. And I think that also just a lot of my own personal stuff was getting in the way too. I mean, all of it is personal, but you know, sometimes I would start feeling a little bit insecure about what I was bringing to the podcast. And that would kind of feed Mm. into the rigidity because it's like, okay, like I bring value in this way and this is how it needs to look in order for me to feel like I bring something to the table. But also just like I've historically just lacked effective communication skills and like I said earlier like I rupture and run right so when you run away from situations you don't always build the resilience or the capacity to sit with other people's emotions to sit with your own emotions you don't communicate how you feel and it really like leaves you feeling like whenever there's a challenge that there's no solution um so even though logically it was very easy for me to to say like, yes, there is, like, you just have to work through it. It's very different when you're feeling conflict and there's anxiety in your body and you're you like, you, you just don't know what the end result is going to be. So then you stay stuck. Um, and that was a pattern that I was exhibiting. I think you're completely right. Like we were very different. I am drastically different from Crystal and I don't show up like that in the podcast. You would, I, I feel like people would think I'm the type A a little bit, like with all my information and like, yeah, uh, yeah. no, I, I like free flow. I like, uh, you know, being creative at the top of our minds. I think that there's something very essential to the conversation that we have when it comes from us live in the moment. And I leave space for that. And I, I know that that's what gives sometimes crystal anxiety because I'm like, oh, I don't need mm-hmm. the structure, right? Like, let's just see what we got. Because uh, And it, it, I guess that speaks to a part of me that does believe in us a lot, which is so funny because like, I don't know where that self-efficacy is when I fucking need it. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> that sense of like, oh, we got this. Um, but I really do believe that we got this. And I think we're smart. And I I trust certain pieces of us to show up exactly how they need to. Uh, so that that could that's, that's very whimsical compared to Crystal's mm-hmm. process. It's like, yeah, God got us, right? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, so for me, being with someone like Crystal, like, I understood the value to it. Like, she keeps me in check. She really, really does with her structure. And, like, I, I I, see why I invite her into my life just on a personal level. But then in the podcast, like, I'm very grateful for the things that she brings to the table that I don't. However, I was also feeling like, shit, if Crystal feels comfortable doing this and I have a people-pleasing tendency. No, it's not a tendency. I people-please what and I people please so that I can be loved by others because that's my shit Mm -hmm. I like how can I show up as myself when what crystal needs is almost like a direct it direct opposition to yeah you are it's the exactly opposite (laughs) exactly and if I'm and if I'm if I'm looking for love through others I'm allowing that process to invalidate me and then this is where the resentment or anger or sadness comes up because it's like, fuck, what am I not good enough? And then you're like, no, I am good enough. And then I'm like, well, why can't she see it? And and then we get in our heads about it like, fuck, uh, what is happening? And then and then it's even more confusing because you're like, well, I love this person. I want to make it work, but I don't know how to I don't know how to push through 
Like, how do I even bring this to the table? Because if my, especially, and I'm only speaking through my lens, if my process is I want her to be happy, right? How, if I bring this up, she might be mad at me and she might not want the friendship anymore. So that's also why I wasn't talking about it. Yeah, and I think we had very similar fears or similar tendencies because I'm also a people pleaser. So it was like, you know, like I'm like, Sasha, I need to you to do these things on time. And you're like, well, like I have this going on and that going on. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess then I will take the L on the back end because like mm-hmm. I understand and I don't want you to feel stressed. And it's like, well, you're not feeling stressed, but now I ha- I'm going to feel stressed. Um, on the back end because I'm not getting what I need but also I'm very conflict avoidant so Sasha is someone who speaks very clearly when she has uh, an issue or feelings come up or she's very quick to bring it up but because she cares about me she was like well Crystal's conflict avoidant so I'm a you know I'm nervous to, to say something to her because I don't want to put her in a place where then she's uncomfortable so I think it was very much like uh, well, one, we have similar conflicts, but they show up in different ways. And then two, it was kind of like, we want to hold space for the other person in order to make them happy because we believed if we made space for them, for the other to make them happy, then everything would work ins- itself out. With But what we stopped doing was prioritizing ourselves and our own needs. And that's what led to a lot of resentment, unspoken feelings, we were walking on eggshells, like tension was like building and rising to the point where just one day I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I called Sasha and I was like, I'm sure she's exhausted and doesn't want to talk, but I was like, I need to talk like, and I can't do this anymore. And, um, I got to the point where I was like, I don't know if we can resolve this conflict. We hit a wall and I was like, I can't continue to function in this in this space and this would normally be the place in relationships where I would run I was like this might be the end um and I think like at this point I might just need to be okay with that luckily that wasn't the case but that just goes to show how deep that rupture and run away narrative like ran for me all that to say was once we hit that breaking point, we really need to, to step back and ask ourselves what was wrong and approach things in a very different way. I think what you're saying overall, like I, I wonder if people are listening and we're like, all right, why are you guys talking about? And this is the, the part of me that, you know, is a little insecure. Right? Like, why are you guys talking about this? I think it's because, yo, we if you really think about it, we're mental health professionals. And we are getting tripped up and mm-hmm. we, and you know, like there's this uh, feeling of like, oh, you should know. Like, oh, I used to hear all the time. Like, oh, you're a therapist. You should, you should know by now. And it's oh like, God. okay, so let's go with that. Both Crystal and I have training in mental health, right? We have a little more knowledge than the quote unquote average person and we still get tripped the fuck up. So imagine all of y'all that are out there and like engaging in these relationships and you have no idea what the fuck is going on. How about that? That's a- <laughs> so I'm just saying, and all of y'all who don't know shit. <laughs> Yo, for real though, if if this is if this is the if this is the argument that is going to be made, and we are still getting tripped up with each other, imagine 
the ways we're engaging with other people on average that they they then they don't know how to resolve it and we're just and then this is how we show up in society the way we do i really firmly believe that like you we don't have as a culture the capacity to show up as ourselves because of what we don't address so yeah there are things that crystal and i are getting it right like let's not forget that we did decide to address this together and like i'm happy crystal decided to to call me even if i didn't feel like talking because i was i we hung out that day and i felt it right so Mm -hmm. eventually it would have had to been addressed but i think a lot of people feel these things and then they're like oh whatever they didn't say anything so it doesn't matter right um so it is this conversation is worthwhile because in being transparent about who we are and how we show up this is valuable because we're a model of what it looks like to be in a real relationship like there is yeah dynamic duo but a lot of fucking shit that comes with it too and i mean that like fucking shit and i know that's intense but yo it's that's normal it's normal i think this is one of the few times in my life where i've actually tried to be intentional about working through a relationship even i i I joke because i feel like i i what we do in our friendship also feels like it's something that someone in a romantic relationship would do because i think like the principles of effective relationships Span throughout the type of relationship, right? Like it could be a friendship, it could be familial, it could be romantic. Um, I think there's just very basic things that you need to do um, in order to show up in relationships in an authentic way. So I definitely had to go into things with an open heart and understand that whatever happened, whatever is said was for the greater good. Kind of going in and saying, I know that the things that I have to say about how I'm feeling are not going to maybe feel good to Sasha and vice versa, but how can I be intentional about saying things with kindness and love and with the intention of this is not meant to hurt you. This is meant to just be honest and kind of like break it down. So I think I needed to be intentional uh, about that. I also needed to be very open to hear about myself mm-hmm. and understand that I'm not the only one in this dynamic. Growing up, I've had very much like a victim mentality. So it's always like, what's being done to me? Like, what is mm-hmm. happening to me? Like, people are doing this to me instead of understanding the ways that I also perpetuate or feed into dynamics. So I think that that was also something that I needed to be very intentional about to like hear what is being said about me. And I do want to point out that you're like speaking of this internal and external process. And that's exactly what any relationship will bring out of you. It's this, how can, do I have the capacity for this? What are my boundaries? That's what you say. You say, Mm -hmm. I I know Sasha's not going to like this, but I fucking need this. I like, those are Mm -hmm. your hard boundaries. Um, And then also recognizing how do I do this for the other person so that I'm not overstepping their boundaries. That's a lot of energy. And Mm -hmm. this is why people don't like it because they're tired of other things already. So imagine. Yeah. And I would say like, even for me, also being kind to myself and understanding that Sasha and I show up different. So like, for Sasha she was like okay like these are the things that I need to talk about and these are the things that you need to know 
my brain doesn't work that way. Like, I can't just, like, go into a conversation without having had the opportunity to think about things. So I had to kind of just hear what Sasha had to say. I And I, I remember at one point I was very clear. I was like, I don't like what you're saying. I'm listening to you. I'm taking it in. I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> it's not making me feel good. Um, and I'm choosing not to respond, not because I don't think that you deserve a response, but because I need the time to absorb what it is that you're saying and for me to not react out of a place of like anger or defensiveness. Because I, I understand that um, my feelings are what's getting in the way. So I think it was also a part of the boundaries piece of what you were saying. Like, okay, like what, you know, like what's my boundary? My boundary is I can't respond to you right now. Like as much as you want to continue to have this conversation, I can't have that with you. And then also um, creating space for myself and my process and saying, this is not how I work. Like, I'm glad that you're able to be like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's going on. I need time to absorb. And then I will respond. And I, and, and I deserve that space and that time to respond to you when I feel the most comfortable in doing so. Yeah. And then what that brings up for me is, um, this idea of like why we engage in relationships to begin with and like I know I have a love for you I know that for a fact I know that I see you as a whole human being I don't you know I think that sometimes people in relationships just want the good from the the person and they want to take that and say like I don't need to deal with that like this is the, the nature of our relationships you know what I say to people like that fuck you First of all, don't come into my life like that. Don't, because I have a lot, like we both have a lot of good to give. Um, mm. But also you're doing yourself a disservice because the minute you engage in that process, you're not allowing yourself to see your flaws either. So you're just says, mm-hmm. you're going to remain just as shallow as you act. And I have a really, it, it, and so for me to hold space for you, is part of the process, is part of me recognizing I want this person in my life. Sometimes we're out here just kind of thinking like, yeah, they're there. And we don't even acknowledge like, do I really want this person? Are they giving me value? What do I get out of them? What do they get out of me? I mean, I think that these are parts of relationships that we don't even think about because it's so easy to like go into a group like on Facebook I'm part of this group chat of millennials I don't even know why I'm part of it I got invited to it and like I see the things that they post they're like hey moving to New York looking for a friend and I'm like "Mm, it's not that easy but okay (laughs) like it's so easy to like go in and out of these forums of like finding friends for whatever it is you need you want to go have a drink awesome we're gonna have a drink tonight with some random ass stranger but are you comfortable do you even like the person is Mm -hmm. do you care about their feelings like do these things matter to people right yeah and I think oh you were the first person to introduce that to me because I was like oh well this person wants to be in my life so good like I will have them in my life and it was like well do you want this person in your life and I was like actually no like I think like after a while I realized like no and I think there is room for like those superficial relationships you have to also understand when that is right so like if I just want someone to go have drinks with cool but if I'm having a crisis is this person that I call for drinks the person that I want to call for this crisis Mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself 
um, those questions. And I think that that will also inform how it is that you want to navigate like conflicts or or strengthen those relationships. Obviously, Sasha, like we, well, we can definitely go out and have drinks. My yeah. one drink that I'll have, but um, maybe two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like, there's also more depth to our friendship than that. Yes, and you brought up conflict, and this mm-hmm. is something that I recognize with you. In part of being in a relationship, not only are you willing to hold space for other people and willing to kind of see things their way. But there has to be a recognition that, oh, the way I do things is triggering them. And this is mm. and this is the beauty of relationships. You are more likely to engage in relationships where both of you are triggering the fuck out of each other because this is how we function. We're like magnets to the bad. And it's kind of beautiful at the same time, right? If that's the case, then it's almost like we are unconsciously looking to learn. Ooh, mm-hmm. you know that? Um, I find that beautiful. Yeah. So... I resolve conflict very differently than Crystal. And I remember the first time ever that I had wanted to resolve it the way I do with her. She was like, "Uh uh-uh, I need my, this is you, that's how you do it, and I need my space. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm causing her discomfort. And it it occurred to me that, like, oh, my God. like, And then I, I backed away not wanting to cause you more discomfort. But in backing so far away, I started gaining resentment because I was like, well, now I'm uncomfortable. Right. So there's this health, there's this weird balance of how far do you back away? How much space do you give another person where you don't completely eliminate your sense of space either? But I think like that's also um, part of part of conflict is um, finding that balance and finding that comfort to step back in too. like I think like there's a part of you that was like, I want to respect that. And then there was another part of you that was fearful of. So you, I think like it was one of those things where we kind of like lost track of um the like the fact that we had to kind of jump back in and I think that I got real comfortable with you not pushing me that I also didn't um Mm. like I didn't make a push to engage in it either if that makes sense no that makes sense and we're mental health professionals we know there's nothing wrong with conflict and here we are ignoring it and here we are acting like no we got this and like we're really engaging at this point in unhealthy uh behavioral patterns which is why it became something that we needed to handle it it, it got to a point where like, either you handle this or it ends so it makes a lot of sense to me and i will say i think also something to be mindful with conflict which we kind of touched upon but i want to make it a little bit more clear i think sometimes especially for me i'm very much a solutions person uh, so mm-hmm. I think sometimes the conflict, like you just need to sit with it. Like sometimes not everything has a solution. Not everything needs to be resolved immediately. And I remember when this rupture initially began, it took us like, I would say like a month um, of talking to and working through, especially because for me, I needed time. So I needed to create time for myself. But I remember a lot of times saying to Sasha, like, I'm saying this and I don't have a solution and I'm not trying to find one right now. I just need to speak um, of this into existence. And it was like, okay, well, let's find a solution to something if it's immediate. So there were some things that we could tackle head on 
first. So it was like, all right, Tasha, I need you to be a little bit more on schedule with these, edit, like with the editing. Like I need this in order for me to do my job. Like if I have to create content for social media and you don't get it to me until like the Sunday of the week of, like you're giving me very limited time mm-hmm. to sit and have like my creative process, right? So that was something that needed to be addressed more immediately but there were other things um I guess just to give an example like because I'm I'm very much like notes agenda like pay like put it on paper like what are we gonna say what's you know like exactly all of these things like I need to know immediately I was like well this may not need to be resolved right now so let's sit with it and try to figure it out so also being able to have the discernment of what needs immediate attention and what doesn't completely agree but then you have to leave space for admitting that you're wrong because in that process Mm -hmm. I was like yeah absolutely I should not have you waiting on me because I the only reason I understood that that was wrong is because I would be pissed off if somebody Mm -hmm. did that to me I don't think anybody would like that so that's why I was like yeah I'm going to try and be better at this um and admitting like no you're right I was not showing up and that's a hard pill to swallow that's mm-hmm. a really difficult to swallow when you're not showing up the way you think you should, especially if you're a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a part of being in a relationship with someone else is also not throwing it in their face. I wasn't like, yeah, Sasha, I'm glad you admit <laughs> you're admitting mm-hmm. you're wrong. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, it, was, it wasn't like that. It was like, thank you for recognizing that. And thank you for, you know, trying to do something about it. I forget what it's called in terms of like effective communication, but it it was, it was something where I think like you have to let go of the desire to be right sometimes. Mm. And I think like, and I think that that's something that gets a lot of people in relationships because it's like, again, it goes back to wanting to be the victim. Like you are wrong. I am good. You are bad. This is you. You need to change. You need to like come into my world and uh you can't do that for the sake of the relationship like you really need to preserve the integrity and the kindness of two mm. the two people involved um but of the relationship and the other per- like you you can't hurt the other person's feelings like you can't go in trying to harm even if you know you resolve the conflict but you do so in a way that's that's mean and hurtful like it's like it if it, it, it puts a band-aid on it and it deteriorates somewhere else i agree and it manifests somewhere else right like that's that's what happens but i think that what a lot of people don't recognize i don't I, and i and i give people the ven- the benefit of the doubt that they don't intend to hurt other people mm-hmm. that's that i don't i don't think that there are like everyone's like Ooh, who am i gonna hurt this morning no it's more like they are so stuck in their own ways that they, they don't even want to recognize how that is hurtful to other people so whenever you're engaging in a relationship the idea that you're not going to change who you are is already an alarm for you for you for the other person because Mm -hmm. as you evolve as you shift especially with somebody else it's inevitable that you're going to change it's Mm -hmm. you can't stop that your mind's going to change. You're going to bring different things out of you. You're not going to be the same as though you're functioning in a silo. So what people, and this is very personal to me. And and you know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. My ex-boyfriend did that shit to me all the fucking time. And it invalidated me to the point where I thought that there was something wrong with me. Because he was like, well, this is my world. You can come into it when you want. But 
there was a very clear distinction. There was a very clear cut distinction of you're coming into my world, but you're not going to change it. And I'm not going to be moved by you there. And you know how I heard that? I heard that as I don't fucking mean shit. Uh, Obviously, because for it's and it's not that a lot of people say you can't change people. Absolutely not. You can't change people. But the fact that you're not letting yourself, you're not giving yourself room to grow and change with this person. Why the fuck are you in a relationship to begin with? Period. Fucking go be alone. And I, that's my PSA. Go fucking be alone, everybody, because that is hurtful. And that is the most hurtful thing you can do to people. Absolutely. And that this uh, reminds me of, um, I follow this other podcaster, find her online, um, mostly on Instagram. I think that's her main platform as Miss Kev on stage. So that's M-R-S-K-E-V-O-N-S-T-A-G-E. But she was celebrating her 17 year anniversary to her husband and she was sharing 17 lessons from 17 years and one of the things that she was talking about was the difference between accommodating and compromising Mm. um and basically the way that she broke it down it was very uh she had a very good um breakdown of it on her post but it really came down to when you um accommodate is when you go into someone else's world and you have to give something up to go into that other person's world and the other person does not give anything up so it's it feels very unequal which is kind of like what you were saying Sasha was like okay like he was like you either come into my world or you don't and you were like well I love you I want this to work so I'm going to come into your world but how do you get lost in that um and the difference between compromising is that you both have to give something up to meet in the middle um, and I think that we we use the word compromise a lot when what we're actually doing is accommodating the other person. And when you accommodate to the other person, it brings up a lot of resentment. You get lost. You lose yourself. And I think like a lot of times people leave relationships and was like, and they feel like, who am I or who was I? Like, mm. what's important to me? Like, it's because you accommodated to the point where you lost yourself and who, and then, yeah, like, and I don't think it helps either person. It doesn't help the person who you accommodated for and it doesn't help you. No, not at all. And it's so interesting because you're talking about accommodation versus compromise. And I really do think that at one point, you, well, I was, I don't know about you, I was accommodating to you when all I had to do was go to you and say, hey, how can I make this work for the both of us? Right. And I felt like I was accommodating too. Or maybe I wasn't. Um, I but I were. definitely no, you felt were. Like... You definitely okay. were. Especially with the note, the the editing. Like, you were like, all right, Sasha. Uh, I ha- okay, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Cool. That's accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, and it's so funny because we were both accommodating. We were both miserable. So it was kind of like we were both meeting the other person where yeah. we thought they needed to be met and it wasn't working out on either end so it's it almost was like it it truly does not work for it's truly not an effective method not at all yep i agree so what is effective boom (laughs) i think that um when we are communicating uh there are some just basic principles and i think we've talked about it so obviously um basic things like 
I statements, right? Like you want to speak about what your experience is. You don't want to blame the other person saying like, this is what I'm receiving. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. Um, right. So like there's very basic things, um, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve, like being Mm -hmm. open and honest about your feelings and emotions. Like even beyond that, some of the things that I had to do was, be brave because I think like we talk Mm -hmm. about like say I statements and do these things right but I think it takes a lot of courage at least for me because I'm not someone that communicates effectively like I wasn't someone who was taught to to communicate when I had conflict at home like growing up we we had our rupture we ran away and and, the, and at home, I couldn't, I didn't physically run away from home, but it was one of those things where it was like, we would just stop talking to each other. And then wow. one day, like, it would be like, oh, I have to ask this person a question. And now all of a sudden we're back to talking to each other. And there was no acknowledgement of what happened. So for me, it created a lot of fear. So I think you need to be brave in the ways that you show up to believe that your feelings matter. And do so without expectation of the other person because I think Mm -hmm. like when you do that um when you're like okay like I'm only going to talk to this person if they if I think that they're going to receive me well you're abandoning yourself really because you're you're basically in in an inadvertent way telling yourself that you don't matter yeah because it feels safe right like so it feels safe even though it's fucked up uh, mm-hmm. you just rather stay there but like for me what you're talking about um is vulnerability because you mm-hmm. need a lot of courage to be brave and say all right I'm gonna be open in it and feel exposed because mm-hmm. nobody likes that shit I don't care who you are nobody likes it no matter how often you practice it it's just as hard it doesn't get it yeah it's it's really hard to to be that exposed because there's always gonna be somebody who's gonna fucking criticize you Ooh, I'm angry in this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm angry. Like, I'm noticing that. Oh, what a therapist thing to say. Uh, <laughs> I. It's true, though. Like, and especially you, Crystal. Like, if you're listening to the podcast, you'll hear us talk about our relationship here and there. And she'll always be like, well, I didn't think you wanted to get to know me. I didn't know why you were getting to know me. I like, or you, uh-huh. you have this question of, like, why are you still here? And it's like, well... I am still here and like I'm I'm very I'm very grounded in this answer now because I didn't think about it before. I just let things happen. Um where yo, you you're vulnerable. And and I and and at times you're not, I'll be honest with you. But then you mm-hmm. like you do this thing where you're like, nah, I'm gonna fucking take a leap of faith. And I understand how much that means to you. I understand how hard that is. I understand how scary that is. Like we I don't function in relationships just off of the idea like what is this person giving to me no I function in in regards to like yo what does it take for this person to be here Mm -hmm. and I think that that's an extremely important distinction because we we we're a lot of us are hurt (laughs) yo a lot of us have trauma a lot of us have pain and we are constantly looking for people in our lives to resolve that for us without recognizing that they are also going through their own process. So for me, Crystal, the fact that you push past it and you say, you know what, this is worth it to me. For whatever reasons, it's worth it to you. You still show up. And I love that. And yeah, it's not easy. And but I don't know. I, I, I don't like easy. So 
I really appreciate that about you. Yes. And um, something that I was going to say, I think also, because um, I was going to say you kind of have to do your own work to understand yourself um, and the dynamics that, or the ways that you show up in the, the relationship with the other person. But I think also recognizing like what would help you to communicate with the other person? Um, like what are your fears? What are your concerns about um, communicating with that other person? Because I felt like there were certain ways, um, part, of, part of our conversation, it was like when I told you this thing, you reacted in this way and that made me mm-hmm. shut down a little bit more and I had to like one recognize that that was the dynamic being played out for myself but also communicate that to Sasha like I want to communicate with you and I know you want me to communicate with you but this is what I'm gonna need to feel comfortable so I had to be brave yes because I still have to speak up and asking for the other person to be mindful of that and I think also like you know we're speaking a lot about bravery and stuff like that I want to be mindful that some people will not create this space for you so I'm, I'm speaking very yeah. much to someone who you know is willing to be in it with you because a lot of times people are not and you also need to recognize when that's the case I have a lot of experience with that too uh it's not healthy and they're not gonna change they're not uh and then you break up and then you're like oh my god <laughs> thank god I broke up well thank god it happens no, I'm so serious. It, but sometimes you have to go through these things and, and then you have to give you, and I'm still working on that, like giving myself grace for engaging in those kinds of relationships and recognizing that I really do feel undeserving of the kind of relationship that Crystal and I are speaking about. Um, and even though I feel undeserving, like I'm still working towards that with her, with other people in my life, because I know that this is better for me. Yes. Um, I agree. And thank you for just being, just existing in my world. Um, another piece is asking for, uh, clarity and making sure you understand. Cause we talk a lot about like tips for effective communication are, um, asking, mm. like summarizing what you're hearing the other person is saying or reflecting back, Uh, what you hear the person is saying. So those skills are very important. But I think uh, sometimes when, you know, specifically for Sasha and I, we would think we were on the same page and then would find ourselves in conflict still a lot. So I know that I kind of ask a lot of times, like, okay, can you summarize this? Or this is what I understood. Or you said this, right? Um, This is what you meant. Or like, I know we kind of talked about this, but is that still the case? And I think that until we finally get to a place where the communication is more effective, because this is still new for us, um, continuing to ask for clarification, making sure that you understand. And, and make, one, when Sasha asked me, I do not get frustrated because I'm like, I'm glad that she's checking in because she wants to make sure we're on the same page. And I mean, I don't think you get frustrated with me, but I know I'm like, can we just review this again one more time just to make sure? And um, I know that sometimes we even talk out our process, like this is what I understood. Or when this was happening or when we were saying this, this is where my mind went so that she understands like how my brain works and how my thoughts um, kind of like connect. 
um, and where the, the pieces um, kind of come together so that she can understand. Like, even if we do have a misunderstanding, it's like, oh, okay, like, I understand how you came to that conclusion, but that's not what I meant. Yes, I agree with you. And I think that what you need in order to keep coming back or even, like, recognizing that you have the space to say those things or clarify without the other person judging you is trust. Mm-hmm. And trust is, you know, going back to this, what I said about us being, a lot of us being hurt out here, it's very hard to to practice trust. And there's no how-to on how to do it other than trying, recognizing that you want it and then pushing forward and then seeing what the other person gives you and recognizing that, yo, if this person burns me, okay, um, maybe you have to stay in something long to figure out that, oh, I don't deserve this. Or maybe you can just kind of be like, okay, I'm out. And it does hurt, but it's not going to last forever, right? Because it's true. No feeling is final. And I think that when you engage in that process with somebody, even with as something as even with as something as simple as clarifying and saying, hey, do you mind uh, us being on the same page? That's how you create trust. And I don't think that, that that process ever leaves. I think it just becomes more comfortable to just be like, yo, what did you mean by that? Without all the shit of what they right, think about all those thoughts, mm-hmm. right? right? So, exactly. Yeah, uh, trust is huge. Yeah, and I think also with trust is um, trusting that the other person has the best intentions. Like you going in with the best of intentions, but also giving that other person the benefit of the doubt until they show you otherwise, if they even show you otherwise, right? So like putting like a very basic sense of trust, because I think a lot of times we feel entitled, like the other person needs to show me I can trust them, which Mm -hmm. is true, but it's still a two-way street because if you both go in with that mentality, you're never going to get past level one. You know what I'm saying? As far as the other person is willing to go. Right, exactly. So also that's also part of trust to say like, okay, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. And you know, like you you may you don't need to dive deep into the water, like you could dip your toes, like put in your foot, then you know, kind of sit at the edge of the pool, then jump in, right? Like you you do do it slowly, but you have to at least try um and and give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think also recognizing what it is that you're talking about. Um, And I think this Mm -hmm. takes a lot of work, but I think sometimes when someone is saying something like, it's kind of like, what's the deeper meaning? Um, Like, you know, like sometimes I might be like, oh, you know, I'm really frustrated Uh. about this, but what's the, like, what's the deeper underlying message? That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, So I see what you're saying. Um, It's almost like Gottman's uh, seven steps to healthy marriage where you know the contempt never really and the criticism never really comes from them not doing the dishes it comes from the fact that oh I don't feel that you support me right like there's an Mm -hmm. overarching theme right recognizing that like oh uh if that's the case between Crystal and I I don't you know Crystal may not feel supported by me it has nothing to do with me writing notes right Crystal doesn't feel like I validate her enough like and then If that's the case, then if Crystal can clarify and say, Sasha, I need validation from you. And actually, that's me. Um, (laughs) You know, I can show up different and be like, Crystal, I loved how you show up today. And it'll fulfill that need and then almost and hopefully eliminate problems where there's really no issue. 
Right. And I think it takes a lot of work to also like find the deeper meanings. So be gentle with yourself if you're not able to figure it out. Um, But I think once you start to really hear what the underlying message is, then you can start to work towards a solution to the actual problem, right? Like, because it was never about the dishes. It was about feeling supported, right? Like, the dishes is just one example of how they could feel supported, but that's not the only way to show support. So um, just also trying to find uh, the underlying message. Um, And the last thing I will say is sometimes you have to recognize that you can't work through it on your own. I think um, especially if you're in a relationship where these dynamics have been going on for a really long time, or maybe you haven't as an individual developed enough self-awareness to really take a step back. A lot of what Sasha and I are talking about are things that have taken a lot of practice from both of our end and a lot of courage and working through to show up in these ways, right? Um, And and like Sasha said, it's like if mental health professionals sometimes can't get it right, like it's okay for someone who doesn't have the same background as us to not be able to get it right. So mm-hmm. at one point we really did consider, um, and we kind of had a person in mind already to say like, all right, like we're going to bring this person in because at this mm-hmm. point, like we've tried and we've tried and we haven't um, broken through. And I think like the first few attempts for us were still very superficial. Um, I think this last like rupture, so to speak, was on a much deeper level and I Mm -hmm. think that I had also done a lot of work in therapy to say like I just have to show up for myself like at this point like I I can't keep engaging in the same behaviors that I have my entire life and expect things to be different and that had nothing to do with Sasha and that had everything to do with the work that I was doing for myself um so sometimes you know whether it's a relationship and you need you know, couples counseling, or it's a friendship, and maybe you want to bring in another friend, or, you know, like, go to your pastor, or, you know, whoever it is that that you feel like you need someone else who's going to be level-headed, someone who's going to see things objectively and not subjectively, like, someone who's not going to side with one person or the other, that that's okay to do that too. And I think that um, it doesn't take away the value of either one of you, um, but it really shows commitment to the, to the relationship, the friendship, whatever it is that you're trying to work on. All these things that we're talking about that are quote unquote effective in order to communicate better with the person you're in a relationship with, that's what causes a healthy repair, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's what you're doing is, and, and in that process, what you're doing is you're taking responsibility for what you say and do, right? You're recognizing, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm in this with somebody else and it's not just all their fault. How can I move forward? Right. Um, There's always going to be two people in the dynamic and it's never just going to be one or the other. It's you're both always playing a role in it, whether it's like 50% versus and 50% each or like 80, 20, like there's a, there's, you're playing a role and you're affecting each other. Um, Mm -hmm. whether you think you're wrong or not, or it's really a hard, please, please. This is just like a little side note. It's really a horrible feeling to be told that it's all you and that the other person has nothing to do with it. And then you're kind of like left off in the dark. And if you, if you find that you're this person, um, maybe you should watch what you say around people and not get too close to others until you figure yourself out. 
<laughs> because <laughs> I don't even mean to, I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm just trying to prevent other people from getting more hurt because that's how you create more hurt in this world. And I think a lot of people want to take responsibility for themselves. I, I believe in the greater good. They just don't know how to. Um, and if you're someone who is willing to work on yourself and you say, okay, I want to be responsible and I'm going to be brave and I'm going to do all these things that we've been talking about, start noticing little things like your feelings, right? Like, what am I really feeling right now? Like, we talk about this all the time. We have like kindergarten level of feeling identification culturally. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the feeling identification wheel on our Instagram. Maybe we'll have to repost that uh, like every mm-hmm. other month so that people just kind of <laughs> have it at their disposal. Start looking at your thoughts, right? Are, what's coming up? Is it rational? Do you do you really feel that this is true? Like sometimes you have to almost engage in a, a dialogue with your own self um, and start noticing your reaction in your body because your body's talking to you too. All these things are information that you're feeding yourself. You're constantly talking to yourself. And if once you start recognizing these things, I think that you can start showing up better for yourself and other people, and then your relationships will inevitably get better. It's not easy, though. It's going to feel like at one point I thought me and Crystal were going to stop being friends. And that brought up a lot of stuff in me. It's just not easy. And this is, yo, we got to be brave out here. Like, I'm tired of people half-assing it. Absolutely. And so thank you, Crystal, for not half-assing it. Well, thank you for also showing up a lot. I've I've learned a lot from from you and I feel like this relationship has been just really integral in helping me learn and grow and understand that things can be good. Like you can have these in-depth conversations. So, I would say the the last piece which I forgot is also be kind, be grateful and 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 say that like, I think, like, a lot of times um, at the end of our conversations, we would express our love for each other. Like, even yeah. though it was, um, like, all right, like, my feelings are hurt, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel raw. It was kind of like, thank you for showing up. Thank you for talking to me. Like, thank you for saying that. Sometimes it would be like, thank you for understanding that I don't have the capacity to continue to talk about this right now, right? So, like, what are the little ways that you could be thankful and grateful and express it to the other person? Because you, you like, we're human, and we need to know that the other person is committed, committed, and we need to know that the other person is thankful for us um, in, in showing up in the ways that we are. And that kind of keeps the other person, that keeps both parties motivated to continue. Absolutely. I love that advice. All right. Well, thank you, Boo. I really love you. Uh, thank you for sharing this process uh, with every with all of our listeners, but also just uh, for being there for me. I I truly appreciate you. Thank you. I love you too. I really do. And uh, it's this is fun. At the end of the day, like it's hard, but it's fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. Hours to go, but it's good now. No. I mean, we're good. <laughs> yes yes um all right right, everyone i'm gonna express my gratitude to you all thank you all for listening to this episode we hope that you were able to learn from our experiences and from our challenges and you know take away the pieces of communication and conflict and how to repair it and apply it to your own lives um it's been life-changing for us so we hope that it's life-changing for you uh definitely make sure to follow us 
us on Instagram at Never Told This Pod. And if you want to share any stories or want to connect with us a little bit more in depth, make sure to send us an email at Never Told This Pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to come back next week so we can tell you what they never told us. <laughs>